The following program is sponsored by Team Reba of Remax Metro East Side and Eric Osnes of Homebridge Financial Services. Welcome to Open House with Team Reba. Each week, Team Reba will be bringing you a roundup of real estate and mortgage news, along with information about the local Puget Sound region, highlighting some of the best and brightest entertainment options, family events, neighborhood highlights, and local business interviews, so you can feel right at home in the Pacific Northwest. Welcome once again to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba Hass of Team Reba, Remax Metro East Side. And I'm Eric Osnes from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. Yes, happy you are. Weekend yes, happy you. weekend back at you. Yeah, hopefully everybody's out and about doing fun things. We're getting things and if done, not, they could just be listening together. to us and having a good time. That's right. So break out your notepads uh, because... <laughs> because uh, this is going to be a fun one. You're going to want to take notes. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Hopefully you all uh, studied our, our pre-radio show materials, so you're up to date on what we'll be covering in our topics today. Oh, 100%. I'm yeah. sure that went out with our promo <laughs> and a download PDF. So. Yeah, you know, you, you know what? At some point, we will get that sophisticated. <laughs> Uh, no, we won't. <laughs> I if dare... the past is any any indicator of the future, uh, it'll be a while, maybe. Well, I think you are only describing yourself in that description, <laughs> so because <laughs> I do intend to get there, and I'm working on it. You never, you never know. Yes, that's, you never know. Well, right. we've got some great content here, and the thing is, listeners, I'm so excited because our guest today is someone who's been with us numerous times, mm-hmm. and every single time. Tons of fantastic information, and I will say probably the most email set of podcasts and radio programming that I send out to Mm -hmm. people that we do classes with, people that are customers, people that are friends of mine, uh, connections in Mm -hmm. industry – all the time, just Mike Olden. I'm so excited to have you back on the show. Well, thank you, thank you for that uh, generous introduction, and I'm delighted to be back. And happy New Year! Yes, there we're absolutely to a new year. And <laughs> who could have thought nine months ago that our industry would have been as incredible as it has been in the past year? Yeah, but it absolutely. has, and uh, I, I think we're confident it's going to be terrific yes. again in 2021. Con- continues yes. to be so. Yep, that's right. So, Mike Olden, you are with the American Reporting Company. I yes. am. Which is twenty three years. Twenty three years. Yeah. And, uh, and good on you. For those of you not familiar with American Reporting, tell us a little bit about about your company, Mike. Yes. Sure. Well, you know, we we are members of the mortgage banking and real estate finance industry, uh, headquartered here in in the greater Seattle area since nineteen eighty six. We provide the, the, the tools we provide are credit reports and verification products and appraisal management. But really what we do, we help lenders mm-hmm. like Eric mm-hmm. uh, and his companies uh, stay compliant, save time, and earn more money. And lenders mm-hmm. always like to earn more money, don't they? We're okay with that. Yeah. But uh, you yeah. know, yeah. You're, you're giving us, when we uh, work on a mortgage, we're ordering credit. We order credit. We use three credit bureaus, and, and American mm-hmm. Reporting is, is consolidating all of that information into one yes. readable report, exactly. And uh, which is just invaluable for us. They're easy to read. They're they're quick. They're fast. If there's mistakes which, or yes, things I can that say it's a great thing. I just yeah. pulled all my because I every year because mm-hmm. we always tell our listeners to do this. Yes, I pull my credit report Good every job. year. Excellent. I just got done doing all of that and getting scores and things like that. Yeah, and I yeah. wish I could go straight to you to get it because when I have to go through the websites, you know, it's just like kind of a big monkey fest <laughs> of sorts. It, 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 can, it can be. It can be. Yeah. And, uh, well, because uh, for individuals, just as a reminder to listeners, 
annualcreditreport.com is where you can go to get your free credit report, but it doesn't give you your score. Right. You right? can get it through those and you have to pay extra for you it. You do. But- and I, okay, before we get into all of your great material, I did want to bring this up because since I was just doing that, mm-hmm. um, it was, it was, uh, a unique new experience for me. Cause I, you know, I watch what they're doing every time, mm-hmm. right? Like, mm-hmm. okay, what are they doing this time? And Sure enough, one of the credit reporting companies, um, I was trying to order it online and they were like, oh, sorry, not available at this time. You're going to have to mail. And it was like a complicated process Mm -hmm. to mail in to get my score. And I'm like, great. So what is, what is the potential of other people doing this? Are they actually going to go through these steps? Probably not. Mm -hmm. Then another one I looked at, because it was the Vantage score, which you've talked about before, which isn't necessarily the FICO score, Correct. right? So I was bummed and actually a little torqued that that's what I got, because I was like, no, I'm mm. paying to get my FICO score, not that. Mm-hmm. And so now I have to go to myfico.com, which is where I normally buy them. And, and so I have to go to all these different places, and mm-hmm. I'm not even getting the right stuff. And part of it for me, I'll tell you too, Mike, like, I don't mind telling our listeners like what's going on in my personal life. I, I have someone I'm working with right now that we're going to be doing some flipping of properties. Mm-hmm. And so part of the whole thing is I need to do a self-pulled credit report to work with this hard money lender that we're going to be dealing with. And so here I am getting torqued off because I'm in my what's available to me you know, from, you know, the legal side of it, but then, you know, trying to get the score from TransUnion, they're like, oh, here's our Vantage score. I'm like, that's not what I need. Mm-hmm. Totally not what I need. Yeah, you bring up you bring up a good point, Reba, because the, the annualcreditreport.com site, that's the official free site mm-hmm. mandated under the Federal Trade Commission, yeah. and we're all entitled typically to one free copy in any 12-month period. But right. because of COVID-19, that is now available to us free on a weekly basis. Really? At least through March of this year. Okay. No, I didn't know that. That's yeah. good to so, know. So See, there's can, a first you tidbit. Can, you, can, you can order that. Uh, and I've been doing that because I was a victim of potential identity theft. Fortunately, mm-hmm. nothing happened. But I look at that. Uh, Not weekly, but every other week, just to make Mm -hmm. sure everything's okay. Mm -hmm. But your point of the credit scores, yes. On annualcreditreport.com, only Equifax will deliver a FICO score. TransUnion and Experian Mm -hmm. deliver a Vantage score. We get asked that question a lot. Why? Well, it's because the three main credit bureaus collectively own Vantage score solutions. So they have a financial stake in that as well and very similar (laughs) uh they have the same score range as fico 300 to 850 but they are different models yeah and and i could tell because i know that my score because i've been tracking it in another format i know my score is like right around 800 and theirs was very very different Mm -hmm. and i was like What the hey here? And there's different generations mm-hmm. uh, with different ranges. Mm-hmm. But your your suggestion of going to myfico.com, mm-hmm. that will be the closest FICO score that we as consumers Have can get. Yeah. Similar to what Eric would pull up right. on a mortgage credit report. Yeah. And so listeners, it's, it's my FICO. About, yeah, it's going to cost you about 50 bucks to get your trimerge Which report Which is totally scores. good for me. But I do it every year. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. And, I, and that's actually, I'll tell you, I, I think you'll be both proud of me. Because as we have gone into the new year, I always do an annual planning session with my team at the end of the year mm-hmm. as we launch into a new year. And one of the things that I'm, we go through personal goals. 
And so there's a lot of, um, we have one of our people who's looking to buy a house this year. We have other people who are working on their credit or who are preparing to be able to get to where they can buy a house and that type of thing. And so I'm actually encouraging each one of them to pull their credit scores as part of like our annual planning and then quarterly going through like, okay, where are we in your yeah. work on trying to get to these places? Because we've been trying to do a lot. You know, we, this is all about financial literacy in this show. And so we take it back to our team members and work with them on it as well. So, you know, as, as uh, Darren Hardy likes to say with his programming, he's like, we eat our own cooking. <laughs> well, I, I, th I think it's a great initiative for your team. And, yeah. and, and, and it gives them an opportunity to watch their progression. Exactly. And before we started, Eric, you asked me about some of these debt management companies. Yeah, yes. I really want to talk about those. Whenever we have yeah. distress in our economy, mm -hmm. like we've had this year, mm -hmm. these mm -hmm. types of companies bubble up. Wolves. And, and yeah. it is legal Nasty. for them to exist under the Fair Credit Reporting Act, but oftentimes they are, uh, they are breaking the rules. And many mm -hmm. consumers, if they're not aware, they're looking for the the fastest way to their goal. Yes. That typically is not the mm -hmm. best way. The right. best solution that us as professionals or any of us as consumers can do is go to HUD's website, HUD.gov, mm -hmm. mm -hmm. and find a HUD-certified counselor. Yes. That's in our best interest. Absolutely. A lot of these other companies, they're going to charge a lot of money and the results just won't be there. Right. And and just to kind of explain a little bit about what these are, because they are hitting the radios, the TV, mm -hmm. the Internet, everywhere. you know, yes. clicks everywhere. Um, what a lot of these debt forgiveness, um, you know, kind of companies do is they set up a, a program where you give them money every month and they put that money in an escrow account. And then when you've uh, accumulated enough money, they'll go to a creditor and, and settle that debt for less, which is possible. I mean, that, that sure. can, that like, can definitely like happen. It's like consumer credit counseling. Right. Yes. Or a 25, 25, 20 to 25% fee. Mm -hmm. So oh. these companies are collecting 20 to 25%. That's awful. That's like yeah. putting it on a credit card. It's really bad. It's oh. really bad. On top of that, uh, what, what they're typically advising, and they tiptoe all around this. If you read all their FAQs and everything, mm -hmm. uh, they tiptoe around this, but they basically say don't make payments to your creditor because technically you still owe that creditor. They're going to continue to try to collect that debt. Probably refer you over to a collection agency. And uh, they say don't make those payments. Uh, but when you're done with this program, your credit's going to be you know, about the same as when you started, maybe even a little bit better. And uh, so, 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 Mike, when when a creditor settles for less, let's say that uh, you know I, I owe ten thousand dollars and I and I negotiate with the creditor and I only have to pay them five thousand to get rid of this debt, so so the creditor is forgiving five thousand dollars, right? How do you report that on the credit? Well, the, the the proper way to report that for a creditor is settled for less than full amount, mm -hmm. and we have spoken to our colleagues at FICO many on many occasions about this subject. Settled for less than full amount is considered a serious derogatory item that will have a significant damage on the consumer's FICO scores mm -hmm. or their Vantage scores, mm -hmm. wh whatever credit mm -hmm. score model is being used. Because the consumer is not living up to the terms of the original contract. Right. Right. They're not paying back what they promised to pay. Exactly. exactly. So, uh, and we've talked to many borrowers 
This has shown up on their credit report when they're applying for a mortgage. And they say, but they said they would take less. Yeah. They agreed to it. Yes, but you are still not living up to the original exactly. terms of the contract. Well, Mike from American Reporting, as usual, time flies when we're talking with you. We have to take mm-hmm. a real quick break here. Uh, we've got more Open House with Team Reba coming up right after just a few uh, short commercial messages. Excited to get back. Open House with Team Reba on AM 1590. The answer. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Osnes from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. And I'm Reba Hass from Team Reba. And we're here every Saturday from 2 to 3 o'clock bringing information on real estate and finance. And today, credit? Yes. And we're also on Sundays from 3 to 4 p.m. That's as right. well as podcast That's all the right. time. iHeartRadio, yes. iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify. All those good ones. All of those good ones. So just look up Open House with Team Reba, and you're going to find five years of content. Yes, and going into our sixth, it's unbelievable. But I will say, uh, you know something that we haven't done, which has astounded me all these years we've been doing this, and we're going to be doing soon so we can funnel people to one place? Mm -hmm. We're starting a Facebook page for this show. Oh, doy. Yeah, we should have that. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) I know. Well, I've... Yeah. Let's just not get me started on what I've, conversations I've had with past marketing people, okay? <laughs> but I have a new yeah. wonderful assistant in our team who's licensed as well as has a digital media yeah. background. Just for her. Yeah. Yes, Bebe. Uh-huh. We love her, Bebe McCone, and she is fantastic. So very excited about what she's going to be doing for us in the coming very cool. year. Very cool. Yes. And so we also have a Mandarin speaker on the team now. Oh, excellent. Yes. Oh, yeah. She's a uh, native of Shanghai, China. Yeah. So, yes. Uh, you know, I speak Thrilled. a little bit of Mandarin. I bet you do, but that's not relevant right I now. I can order a beer. That's <laughs> it. But, uh, I got the important things down. Okay. All good right. to know. But we have Mike Olden <laughs> with American Reporting Company with us. And, Mike, um, we're so glad to have you back on the oh, show. I'm delighted. Thank you. You've been here a few times and giving us updates on credit. And just before the break, we were talking about, you know, something that's kind of running through the social media and everything like wildfire right now, which are these debt forgiveness programs. And so we kind of explained that, that if you go into a program like that, number one, it's going to have a negative impact on your your credit score. Mm -hmm. Uh, The other part I just wanted to kind of finish up that conversation is it can also have a impact on your taxes. uh, Because if you have debt forgiven, uh, that creditor will send you a 1099 showing reported income. Now, you may or may not have to pay taxes on that. It essentially depends on how insolvent you are. Mm -hmm. So so for instance, if the the creditor forgives $5,000 and you have... um, let's say $2,000 in your, in, in, in assets, then you're, you're insolvent by $3,000 and you would not need to pay taxes on the, 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 the 3,000, but you would on the other. So on the Mm -hmm. 2,000. So, um, you know, so keep that in mind as well. If you're not insolvent, you have assets and you do a debt forgiveness program, you are going to pay taxes on that money as if it were taxable income. Yes, exactly. And, And I think, you know, we talked about going to HUD's website for a HUD certified counselor, but in these these telephone calls can be difficult, but I think the best first step is to talk to your creditors mm-hmm. as early mm-hmm. as possible. Yes. They don't want bad debt on their books. They want no. to work with consumers. Contact them. Get everything in writing on letterhead. That's yes. really our insurance policy. Yes. yes. And then work directly with them. 
or you know, with a doctor or a hospital if you have medical collections, rather than these companies that, that promise a miracle and oftentimes don't deliver. Yeah, yeah, I'm so glad to hear you say that, Mike, because during you know our Great Recession, the housing recession, there. I mean, Eric and I brought this up so many times. So many people did not know that they had options, and this time there's mm-hmm. more options available on a lot of different things because of how we're being impacted. Um, and it's just it's so key, and just a a simple thing to to bring up that maybe listeners, if you're talking to somebody you know who's in these kinds of situations. It's really important that you, as, as difficult as the conversation is, as you say, for that individual, it's usually quite emotional. So mm-hmm. you have to kind of gear yourself up mm-hmm. to have that discussion. Like we yeah. can all sit here in the nice little bubble of our own and say, you know, do this, do that. But the person who's going through it is going through a very difficult emotional time. And I say that from the standpoint of, you know, I've said on the show before, I was 20 years old when I got hospitalized with a, a near death you know, medical issue. And I lost my job the same day I was told I had cancer and I ended up with tens of thousands of dollars of medical debt at the age of 20. And I couldn't even work for three months because of the level of aftercare that was required to, to get over that. So I learned personally and firsthand what it was like to have to actually speak to my creditors directly. And it is emotional and so I found that I had to kind of steel myself so that I wouldn't go into breakdown with them. And so it is important, you know, listeners, if you're, if you're talking to somebody or you want to share this show with them, you know, let them know, like, it's okay to have those feelings. But when you're having that conversation with that creditor, you have to try and set aside and, and keep into your mental space. And so that really requires doing a little bit of self-care before you go into it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. And, and that will, that actually will help that individual on the other side of the phone. Cause I will tell you, they're used to being yelled at when I was helping people go through short sales during the great recession, I could do that with great empathy because I had been in those people's shoes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and That's I was true. able to say with no judgment, like, Hey, sometimes these things happen way outside of what your personal, you know, um, responsibility really was like, sometimes they do just happen. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so that was very useful because I, I not only helped some people with short sales, but they also had other debts, medical debts, other creditor debts. And so that helped them get through that very difficult time. And it was very important to talk to them about, you have to keep your emotions in check as much as possible. Have a punching bag maybe nearby when you get off that call or whatever, or go have a good cry or whatever you got to go do afterward. But that person on the other end of the line is used to being cried at, yelled at, screamed at, you know, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And so going into it, realizing there's another human being and then also making sure that you're being treated like a human being on the other side of it too is really important. That, that, that's excellent advice. And you, in, at ARC, we talk to a lot of borrowers and, and my advice to them is you, you really need to step outside of yourself and mm-hmm. speak about your personal situation as if you're speaking about somebody else, you're exactly. advocating like they're for, a stranger. for somebody yeah. else, mm-hmm. and and helps take the emotion know, out. Yes, more bees with honey than vinegar. Absolutely. And that person on the other end of the mm-hmm. line, you're correct. They they are used to getting a lot of grief. Yes. And if you come in hard, they're it's going to be gonna more go well. It's not going to go well. Yeah. Because it's not the most um, talented people that are hired to handle those calls. 
right? They're not always, they, they have to have a thick skin to begin with. Correct. And a lot of times it's somebody's first job, yeah. you know, cause it's True. a hard, it's a hard one to take. Um, I know that I, I personally was able to negotiate something really great for me that didn't end up on my credit report. Mm-hmm. I did it directly with mm-hmm. the medical companies and was able to have a very low payment with no interest over a very long period of time. And eventually, cause the debt kept getting resold, you know, it's like the ultimate monopoly money. Right. And as it kept getting sold for, you know, pennies on the dollar for all the debt, eventually it got wiped out on the rest of the balance that I still owed. And it was a great thing to have happen. And it never negatively impacted my credit, which was amazing. That, that's good. And, and just a final note on on collections to, to help your borrowers. Collections can only legally be reported on our credit reports for seven years from the date of the original bad debt with the original yep. creditor. So if somebody says, oh, we just received this collection from a doctor six years ago, well, they can only report it for one more year. It's seven years from the original bad debt with the original creditor. So that's uh, you know that's good to know because a lot of these debts. Let's say you had a debt with a. Well, I'm I'm going to pick on a. It was a, a medical debt. Let's say, and um, it was let's say it was six years ago. It's been referred to a collection agency maybe four years ago. Uh, the collection agency mo- many many times will continue to report that on the credit, even past that original date. So how does someone go about getting that corrected off of their credit report? Well, I think the, the most efficient way today uh, is to go to the aforementioned annualcreditreport.com, mm-hmm. get all three of your bureaus, and you can dispute items online. Now, you can still dispute through the mail the old-fashioned mm-hmm. way, but I think uh, pretty much everybody today has access to the Internet, can go online, can get those reports, and then dispute those items online. And you save a little bit of a, a time. The creditor or the collection agency still has 30 days to respond to the mm-hmm. bureaus, but you're saving the back and forth of, of going through old traditional paper mail right. Got on, it. on there. Uh, and and you can track that online and, and monitor that. So I think it's a very efficient mm-hmm. way of, of doing that. I would advise people, though, if you are going to dispute something, if there is something that needs to be corrected, number one, check with your lender okay. <laughs> uh, to make sure it's necessary, especially if you're right in the midst of buying a home or buying a car, right. whatever it is, because once you start a dispute, it shows as a dispute on the credit report and most lenders are not able to move your file forward until that dispute is resolved. Yeah, exactly. And uh, Fannie Mae uh, rolled back some of that a few years ago. But I believe, uh, uh, and even talking to a couple of your underwriters at, mm-hmm. at Homebridge, there are still some disputed items that need to be addressed before you can move forward. Yeah. So I think that's great advice. Talk to your lender. Talk to your realtor mm-hmm. uh, once you start that process. It's their profession, and their guidance is going to keep that moving forward efficiently, quickly, until the closing. Right, and Reba was just kind of joking, I know, but talking about credit repair, and mm-hmm. these there are credit repair companies out there that are going to guarantee to fix your credit, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. All they're doing, uh, correct me if I'm wrong on this, is they're taking advantage of the dispute resolution process uh, hoping that it will take more than 30 days for the creditor to respond, in which case they would have to delete that item for, for the credit. For the most part, that's that's a, a common strategy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, that's something we can do on our own for free. Yes, it takes time. It may be difficult. But it's much better than paying somebody to do something mm-hmm. when 
that money would be much better used paying down high credit card balances, paying past due accounts to a current status, or paying off old collections. But again, talk to your lender first. Get their underwriter's direction as to what really needs to be done. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and and the thing is, I mean, even these, these credit repair companies, there is the Fair Debt Reporting Act that essentially says, as a creditor, they have to report the truth. Correct. And, yes. And so if, if you were late, you know, six times on, on your, your, your loan, they have to report that you were late six times on your loan. You know, Credit reporting is voluntary. Mm-hmm. However, once you begin to report, you must report all information, good and bad. You cannot pick and choose mm-hmm. what you report. Right. So, you know, if there's information that's it's true, unless you can persuade the creditor that they made a mistake or, you know, something happened like that, you know, they, they're not going to change that report. No, they're entitled to report the accuracy of the account. It's true. It's true. <laughs> We've got more of this after these messages. Open House with Team Reba on AM 1580. The answer. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. This is Reba House of Team Reba, Remax Metro East Side. And Eric Osnos here from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. Yes, and we still have with us Mike Olden from American Reporting Company. Yes. Good afternoon. Thanks yes. again for joining us, Mike. Uh, always a pleasure to have you on. And, um, you know, there's a couple things that we wanted to make sure we cover today, especially with COVID going on and and, uh, mm-hmm. and the CARES Act, mm-hmm. you know, that was passed. Sure. Of course, it allowed forbearance. People could, could you know, forbear making their mortgage payments. There's good mm-hmm. and bad and some ugly that goes along with that. Yep. Uh, but but tell us from your perspective how that, that's impacting people on the, on the credit side. Sure, and and we've uh, we've we've spoken and, and participated in uh, 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 presentations uh, uh, from the bureaus, from the uh, various various organizations, including FICO, about this. And as you mentioned, many consumers who had government-backed mortgages, so Fannie Mae, mm-hmm. Freddie Mac, FHA, VA, and USDA, mm-hmm. were allowed to apply for a forbearance, either 180 days initially, and then they could renew for another 180 days. While their mortgage was in forbearance, that category had no effect on their credit scores. So really, what the consumer is doing is pushing their payments down the line. They don't mm-hmm. have to make payments while they're under distress. There's no effect on their, on their FICO scores or, or any credit scores, Vantage as well on there. So that's that's good. That is different than making a partial payment. As we talked about earlier in the show, making a partial payment is an agreement between the consumer and the lender that the lender will take less than the full amount. That still does have a negative effect on the score. Mm-hmm. So there's there's some key areas. Are there some lenders doing that right now? Uh, it's it's up it's up to each individual lender if okay. they work that agreement yeah. out. Yeah, and but that's on, what we've been talking about is that they're also different. So. Yeah, but on government back loans, those five key categories of government back loans, consumers can apply for a forbearance mm-hmm. initially 180 days, and then another 180 days after that. Uh, but when we talk to FICO, accounts that are reported as current, in deferment in forbearance, modification, 
or affected by a natural or declared disaster, and COVID-19 is a declared disaster, mm -hmm. none of those categories have any effect on our FICO scores. That's How, so good to hear. It, mm -hmm. It's very good for all of us as consumers. It's huge. It's huge. Mm -hmm. And we're going to share this information with your listeners yes. so they'll have that. And the links to FICO, to the Consumer Data Industry Association. Mm -hmm. So Thank they you. have those items there. But the, the key item that, that FICO wanted to stress is if you don't have a forbearance in one of those five government-backed loan categories and you work out a settlement with mm -hmm. a lender of any type, it could be a mortgage, an auto loan, a credit card, student loan, more than likely it will show settled for less than full amount that will have a significant negative impact on your FICO score. Any any um, guess on how much that would affect your score? Like, compare, let's say, compared to a, to a uh, bankruptcy. Sure. Uh, I think uh, uh, from what we've seen, if, if you have all other things being equal on your credit report and mm -hmm. one account settled for less than full amount, maybe on the low end, 30 to 40 points, but on the upper end, anywhere from 75 to 80, 90 points. Mm -hmm. So it could be significant. Mm -hmm. You could go from a, a 720 to a, a 620 or a 650. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I, I know you can you can speak expertly, uh, Eric, on the difference in the interest rate. Big, big, big oh, yeah. difference to the interest rate yeah. you know, when, you're, when you see a big drop like that. And it can't even reach a point where you're – you're no longer eligible for standard-type sure. financing programs. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's a huge, huge deal. Exactly. So, so I think, again, um, before taking uh, any action like going to a, a debt management or a credit repair mm -hmm. company, is if, if you're thinking of applying for a mortgage for a home purchase, Take advantage, and I mean this in a good way, mm -hmm. take advantage of the professionals like yourselves in the industry. Get that advice uh, from the lender, from their underwriter, from their investor on what's possible before mm -hmm. going off probably well-intentioned, but it might not mm -hmm. be in your best interest. Right. And when you go on the websites for many of these types of programs, you know, it's data collection. They, they're getting your mm – -hmm. before they'll even – give you any information it's name phone number email address you know they're mm -hmm. gonna they're gonna try and run all that oh, yeah. you know first and then sell you into something exactly and, and, and you know we know a lot of our friends and neighbors colleagues co-workers are, are in some financial distress right now mm -hmm. uh, but uh, uh, if it does affect our credit it won't follow us forever the further away we get from that right. the less effect it will have but mm -hmm. if we can prevent it ahead mm -hmm. of time right. so much the better okay so going on the other side of it and sorry if i'm going to go off on a little bit of a mm -hmm. tangent here but because you mentioned bankruptcy because there's there's the very real you know specter of that going on right now especially with a lot of small businesses being mm -hmm. very negatively impacted any relief for them or is this just in the mortgage side of things uh, right now, this is on the mortgage side, and I believe there okay. have been some accommodations on student loans as okay. well. And we'll make sure we get all the pertinent information to, to your okay. clients. But, uh, you know, one thing on, on bankruptcy, especially for small business owners, and we know they've been mm -hmm. hit the hardest, mm -hmm. many times they are the personal guarantor mm -hmm. of the accounts for that business. So if you pull up a, their credit report, mm -hmm. you see accounts that are technically paid by the business, 
but they are the personal guarantor. Mm-hmm. Right. Sure. And it well, can affect them just as severely as the business. Well, I'm thinking about that, too, from the standpoint that a lot of small businesses that have small business administration loans, many of those are actually tied to people's homes. Mm-hmm. Because they because they, they lean be. the property a lot yeah, of times they if they be. if they own their property. So I was just curious yeah. if that was going to have any impact there too. That's why I think it's always advisable, especially in this environment. The moment you're feeling distress, mm-hmm. contact all of your creditors, talk to them, mm-hmm. speak to a supervisor, right. because oftentimes the initial customer service representative wants to be helpful but may not have the authority to make exactly. a decision in your favor. So talk to the supervisor, get everything in writing on letterhead before moving forward, before you stop making your payments. As you mentioned, some of them are advised, stop making your payments. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Even though they may have the means to keep doing that, oftentimes that can be the worst thing they can do. Right. And it it always amazes me how many different organizations or people recommend that. Mm-hmm. And uh, and the damage there can be catastrophic. Well, and sometimes it's even going to happen unintentionally just because having, again, worked with so many people going through foreclosure and the short sale process in the Great Recession, I can't tell you how much I would see piles of mail because people would get overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. And so they would the thing that they would do is try and avoid it. And mm-hmm. you'd go... In fact, a, a very close personal friend of mine uh, went through this, and in fact, she made a mistake because it was unfortunately during that same period of time, so her house didn't have hardly any value. She'd gone through a divorce. She'd racked up a bunch of debt. She didn't read the information about She thought if she went into default, she could pull from her retirement account, and she didn't read that it was could only be for her home and not for mm-hmm. credit card debt, mm-hmm. And but she'd already defaulted, and then it just became this like onslaught of things just piling up on top of her and I, I remember she just it was like a turtle with its head pulled in like she just I, I went over to her house and there was I kid you not like a, a foot tall stack of mail because she just become so overwhelmed that she was just afraid to even open the mail mm-hmm. and, and that happens so you know it's, it's a real emotion for a, a lot of consumers yeah. Yeah, well, fear is the number yeah. one emotion that people carry. I mean, and fear is it's about um, survival, right? It's a it's a you know hardwired psychological thing built into the human psyche, and so fear will and there's fight, flight, or freeze, and so people will freeze, and so you know I I do a lot of study on psychology and the brain, and and this is a very real thing that will happen to people, and you have to sometimes get someone to help move you out of that phase to help you move forward. So, you know, I'm so glad we're talking about this because I think it's just going to be so helpful on multiple levels because people get into judgment around a lot of this stuff. And it's really not the time to judge because nobody wished COVID on anyone. Mm -hmm. And it's just hitting a lot of people in different ways. So I'm really glad we're talking about this and we're giving some really excellent tools to our listenership. And and we're really fortunate here in the Pacific Mm -hmm. Northwest and Puget Sound region. We have a number of excellent HUD certified counselors. Mm-hmm. You go to HUD.gov and then in your search field, just put in uh, you know, HUD certified counselors. Mm-hmm. And in every state and territory of the union, yeah. that is up to date and it lists them all. And we've got some terrific ones here. And, and that's the best place to and go. And I'm glad you even bring that up again, too, because by the way, 
if you didn't know this already, Mike, we've been watching our podcasting stats. We've hit six continents now wow. with the show, which is really is that interesting. Is Antarctic? Is Antarctic? No, a it's continent? a seventh. It is. That's yeah. the seventh. Yeah, that's okay. And so yeah. we've hit every every other one but that. I was wow. actually just confirming that earlier this well week. Well done. Yeah. So well it's done. very. So we actually yeah. have people throughout the entire United States who are listening to the show. Um, and so this is relevant information wherever you're listening to it. Absolutely. Wonderful. Yes. Wonderful. Yeah. Maybe our relatives in Norway will be hearing you this. You never know. Possibly so. <laughs> I know we have some listeners in Puerto Rico, yeah. Africa, uh, New Zealand. I'm pretty sure that's a personal friend of mine down in New Zealand who's listening Wonderful. to it. But yeah, we've got Wonderful. them all over. We've, yeah, I mentioned China. Oh, yeah, they're all over the place. It's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. No, we're out there. Yeah. South well, America. The th- yeah, Europe. The thing is that this this information I know with credit and FICO scores and all that that's that's unique to the to the United mm-hmm. States or pretty much you know. Yeah. And, well, actually, uh, FICO is uh, in a number of countries. Is it now? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And, yeah, and they will they will actually customize the score model depending on the country and culture and what the cultural norms are as far as financial management. Oh, interesting. Very interesting. Hmm. Uh, yeah. they've, they've done that. Uh, I believe uh, one of the countries they did that in uh, was Qatar. And, and they, they customized that based on their, 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 the, the way they manage money culturally in that country. Crying also a place where there's a U.S. base. There you go. Right. Anyway. Imagine that. Yeah. little fact well, for We you. have more <laughs> questions for Mike Olden when we come back. Uh, we have to take a real quick break here, pay a couple bills, and we're going to be right back. More Open House uh, with Team Reba. Hang on. Open House with Team Reba on AM 1590. The answer. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Osnes from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. And I'm Reba Hess from Team Reba. And we're here every Saturday, 2 to 3 o'clock, bringing information on real estate and finance. Like clockwork we That's are. Right. Yes, and on Sunday from 3 to 4 p.m. if you can't make it on a Saturday. And, of course, always on podcasts. That's right. So thank you all for listening in. We very, very much appreciate it and hope uh, hope you're uh, taking lots of notes today because we're I know putting I am. a lot of information <laughs> away today with Mike Olden from American Reporting Company. So thanks again for joining us, Mike. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. Uh, during the break, we, wanted, we were kind of discussing a topic that uh, should be on the front of everyone's minds, and that mm-hmm. is identity theft. Yes. In fact, that's the other reason why I was pulling up my credit report the other day. Mm-hmm. Well, because you you know I'm a pretty giving person, and so uh, a couple of the different um, nonprofits that I give to regularly mm-hmm. got hacked this yeah. last year, and they mm-hmm. each had to send me letters saying, "Hey, if you want to do credit freezes, like here's the information," because yeah. they're like, "We're pretty sure Blackbod says that they probably didn't get this information, but just in case." And I'm yeah. like, oh, "Great!" Boy. Well, because they keep targeting everybody, mm-hmm. of course, right? They're yeah. targeting everybody, and of course, you know, you try and be a good soul on the planet, and you give back to organizations and then Never some bozo's got to go try and steal your stuff no good deed goes you know, it's, unpunished it's the old adage the criminal mind is always one step ahead of us they have to be <laughs> because true. we mm-hmm. keep coming up with solutions yeah uh, and then they have to think of the next best way to acquire yeah. our information i just don't know why they can't use their skills for good it's just irritating yeah but anyway but identity theft let's talk about it yeah yeah and 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 i've gone through this personally uh a couple of times in the last year and a half so uh in 2019 uh i had uh, somebody tried to access my primary checking account and that isn't necessarily my credit file but you have to assume if they've got your 
your name and social security number, it's only a matter of time. Mm -hmm. And then this past summer, I, I fell victim to the unemployment compensation oh, fraud. Yeah. So even again, a guy who works in credit gets yeah, hit on credit. <laughs> even though, again, that doesn't necessarily affect my credit file, you have to assume that people have that information. Oh, yeah. And Eric, you mentioned a credit freeze and a credit lock. Those are two of the best preventative measures mm -hmm. that we as consumers can apply to our credit file. And a credit freeze and a credit lock achieve the same thing. They prevent unauthorized third parties from accessing our credit file unless and until we give them permission. Mm -hmm. But they are different. A credit freeze is free. No, no charge at all three credit bureaus, TransUnion, Equifax, Experian. A credit lock is free at TransUnion and Equifax, but Experian does charge a fee for that. Now, the great thing about a, a, a credit lock you can have your smartphone or your smart device and one of those little buttons that you slide back and forth. You could walk into the car dealership uh, and sit down, and when they're ready to pull credit, you swipe that button, they pull it up, and you close it off. Hmm. The freeze, you need to go online mm -hmm. typically. And it's still fast, it will, though. It's still fast. It will happen within an hour. Yeah. You just have to remember to do it. Right. Yeah, you have to <laughs> remember to do it. And, Eric, I'll I'll, I'll – turn the tables and I'll ask you the question as a lender mm -hmm. can you still go through the process if a consumer has a frozen file or two files or three files no yeah. I can't so if if I go and pull credit and usually the way it works is I'll, I'll meet with someone we're ready to go we'll pull their credit and it's like oh you know two of your credit credit bureaus Experian and TransUnion are frozen you know, you'll need to get those unfrozen before we can move forward. And they're like, oh, I forgot all about that. And it's like, okay, well, you know, so hopefully, and this is, it's really important that you kind of remember this part of it, that hopefully they've remembered their login and their password. Uh, because one of those bureaus, Experian, is if, if you've forgotten your, your password, you may have to um, reset that by snail mail. Exactly. And when you, when you, Put a freeze or a lock on your file, just like when you order your personal credit report through annualcreditreport.com, mm -hmm. you will typically have to answer two or three challenge questions. Yep. Right. If you fail those, and I've failed one of those before, <laughs> mm -hmm. it yeah. stops the process, yeah. and then uh -huh. you have to submit through the mail. Yeah. So, Reba, I'll ask you as, mm -hmm. as a realtor, are there still multiple offers in in on, on homes these days oh for heaven's sake yeah on the yeah. way into the studio i was doing a facebook live talking about how we're scrambling trying to get new listings because we're seeing loads and loads of that happening multiple offers people going above asking price i was just out in snoqualmie and the prices in the last year just in the last 365 days have gone up almost as much as 20 percent yeah. Mm -hmm. in Snoqualmie Ridge. Now, like, mm -hmm. it's crazy. Multiple offers. And the house my client was interested in, someone came in with a higher than asking price and pulled the thing off the market before anybody else. And they had a review date. So those, uh, it's a very challenging market as a buyer, but because the uh, affordability is still so great, that's why everyone's still out there and just going hard at it. So if Eric called you and said, hey, Reba, uh, my borrower... Mm -hmm. uh, who was first in line with mm -hmm. an offer, 
uh, has three frozen files, and they're out of town for a couple of days, uh, and, they won't, and they won't be able to do it. Do you mind waiting for a couple of days until we get that file fixed? Bye-bye. Yeah. So <laughs> I think uh, that's, that's a big no bueno. The best advice for consumers is lift that credit freeze mm-hmm. or unlock that file before the lender pulls the credit report. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that way the lender and their underwriter can see the full file and there's no delays on the purchase. May I also throw one other thing back out there about sure. the full underwrite and working with lenders that will do it for you? <laughs> I know where you're going with this, yeah. Because not every lender will fully yeah, underwrite Yeah, not every lender will do this. Pre-approval and customer. Eric, remember that condo purchasing client of mine that we were talking about mm-hmm. a while back? So... They were using the, you know, company that likes to have the little rocket ship uh-huh. thing. And those folks refused to do a full underwrite. And guess who's having an issue? Mm. My client can pay cash now, but now they're having to scramble to go get about $1.3 million in cash. Oh, that's all? That's oh, it. Yeah. Well, because yeah. these Pocket bozos. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the whole thing. It's like there was like one little mistake on their IRS filing. Right. And the right. IRS is jacked up right now. Yeah, they're really, really backed up, and so they can't get it done before our closing. So now he's got to do this huge cycle. And Mm -hmm. it's like, so just another great, you know, shout out to companies like Homebridge that allow a full underwrite up at front. Because Mm -hmm. to your point, Mike, if you've got credit freeze, if you've got an issue, if I don't have a fully underwritten file, I as a listing agent are going to look at that a lot more askew than I will somebody else's file. And when I'm giving advice, you know, I can't make the decision for my customers, but I can certainly give them guidance and advice. And those are the files I'm going to avoid Mm -hmm. if we can help it because these things show up. Absolutely, the they do. All the time. Okay, Mike, we got about two minutes left yes. in our in our show here. What can people do to get the best, highest possible credit score? What are some some simple things that they can that they can do? Rules that they can follow? Yeah. Number one, pull your personal credit report through annualcreditreport.com or myfico.com. Review it for accuracy. Anything that doesn't look right, dispute it. Talk to the creditor. That's number one. Number two. The the technical aspect of scores, make your payments on time each month. That means never more than Mm -hmm. 30 days past the due date. Number two, and this is especially important when you are getting ready to purchase a home. If you are not in the habit of paying your credit card balances in full each month, get those balances down as low as yes. possible before the lender pulls credit to optimize your credit scores. So yes, and don't 25% jack them up. of the credit limit? 20 to 25% or below. You don't mm-hmm. need to pay them to zero. Certainly don't close them. Yeah. yeah. Don't do that. And don't charge them back up while you're and under don't contract. Don't charge them back up. <laughs> and, and number three, barring emergency, and emergencies come up, don't apply for any other new credit. No. No new credit cards. Don't go out and buy a new car. Don't buy your new furniture. Yes, I'm so with you on you that. Know, <laughs> I, I just I just purchased a new construction town home, but I waited till that thing was recorded before I even looked for furniture or Good. appliances or anything else. I'll try not to be offended you didn't use me. <laughs> Wonderful help. Well, I hope everybody wrote that all down. That's super, super yes. helpful information. And we're going to get all this information to yep. you listeners. Yes. Well, Mike, we're going to have you back again in the future. Future, but Great. we really you. appreciate you having oh, on the show uh, once you. again uh, always a pleasure to have you here well thank you all hope you have a great weekend thank you for listening to open house with team reba to contact us visit team reba at Remax metro east side on facebook or email info at team 
Join us again next Saturday afternoon at 2 for more Open House with Team Reba here on AM 1590. The answer. The preceding program was sponsored by Team Reba of Remax Metro East Side and Eric Osnes of Homebridge Financial Services.